Welcome to the Jesus Never Ran podcast, where we look at slowing down our lives so we can focus on things that truly matter. I'm your host, Matt Kinzera. Let's take a walk. Getting it out there is so painful and awesome and lovely and, oh, when my burn burned down, Paradise of California burned down. So who am I to sit here and complain about my lot in life? There comes a point in time where you just have to milk the damn goat. That's the lion, that's the lion, that's the lion. That's it, man. That's it, bro. This week on Jesus Never Ran, we interview Josh Gibson from Now What Ministries. I meet people at the prison gates, at the jail doors, right then and there, right when the training wheels need to be put on. And then over the course of a couple days, a couple weeks, a couple months, the training wheels come on. Just a reminder that taking care of ourselves is one of the best ways to ensure we can take care of others and our world. Getting the right nutrition is, get this, 80% of your wellness journey. But with Busy Lives, who has time for a lot of meal planning and prep, and honestly, how do we even know what great nutrition is with all the conflicting information out there? Well, that's where Angie Niska and her team of wellness coaches at Rise Nutrition can help. Now, Rise is an Herbalife nutrition club a place to get a delicious healthy shake on the go and i've had them and they are delicious indeed it's actually hard to believe that it's good for you you can also work with a coach to customize a program and take products home no matter where you live find rise nutrition on facebook.com slash rise menominee that's rise with a z and you can get all of their info and latest special flavors And if you're in the Menominee area, stop by to taste it for yourself. To connect, just message them on Facebook or contact Angie at 715-308-0198 and take a step on your wellness journey. After all, our body is the house God gave us and it's our job to take care of it. A few weeks ago, I got a message from a friend of mine and he said, you have to interview Josh Gibson. Now, Anytime somebody goes out of their way to let me know of somebody I should interview, I take it very seriously because I know that person must have made an impression on them. So I reached out to Josh right away. He replied almost immediately and he said, hey, let's get together for lunch. Now, normally I like to take my recording equipment and find a nice quiet spot, but Josh said, let's break bread together. That sounds like a lot of fun. So in this interview, you'll hear all sorts of background noise from a great little coffee shop in Menominee, Wisconsin. And he also invited his mom, which I thought was so (laughs) awesome, especially once you hear his story. So we met at a coffee shop in Menominee to hear about the incredible work that he is doing with people who are coming out of jail and prison. We've been walking through the forest with blood on our hands. We got lost in such a foreign land where we could be free. We could be free. I got sober in January 2016. For the first year, learned how to live again. So I met with a different man every day of the week, and they became my advisors. And now, through the course of doing that, now I'm able to make reasonable, rational decisions on my own because I've had that structure built up. So from 2016 to 17, I had that building built. 2017, I started this ministry. And we met a man at the raw deal. I don't want to say by chance, but. I'm gonna get the raw deal, just happened to be there. 
and talked about what it would look like to start a ministry. He looked it up on Google. There was nothing, so we started it. And it was really nothing. You don't have to do nothing at all. Just have a dream and do it. As a person who has worked with struggling people for a great portion of my career, I know how difficult it is for somebody to get from the place of being incarcerated just to being a functioning citizen in our world. It's extremely difficult. There's so many obstacles. That is admirable and that should be commended. Josh didn't accept that being the end of his story. He not only found a way out because of the help that he got from some other people, but he decided that he was going to use his knowledge and his experience to help other people in the ways that he knows firsthand the type of help that they need. February 23rd marks the eight-year anniversary of when I overdosed. I blacked out from Valentine's Day on, so like nine days, I don't remember nothing. Got out of the hospital, went to the group home, and did it all over again, like multiple times. I got hospitalized and in ambulances to the hospital, and then I earned myself a over-year jail stay in the Dunn County slash Chippewa County Jail for like a year and 20 days. And got out of the Chippewa County Jail at like two o'clock in the morning, had nowhere to go, didn't have this relationship with my mom. Right now we're having tacos together, cool, but then we weren't <laughs> having tacos together. Plus it was two o'clock in the morning. Had no, nobody called but my dope dealing friends and they come and get me like tweaker time or two hours later. All county jails, I believe, release people after they're sentenced, after they serve their sentence at like 5.30 in the morning. And this is all the direction of the ship is changing now. So that happened and, this, and now it's being talked about across the state where people are getting released. I don't know if it's happened yet, but it's going to happen soon where they're getting released between like bankers hours times. So there's not just those friends to call. You have more choices so you can make better opportunities. When Josh talks about getting in trouble or overdosing, going to the hospital, going to jail, getting out and doing it all over again, that is a huge problem in our culture. That is happening all the time. We're seeing people getting released from jail and prison, and then within a matter of a very short time, they're showing up again. Interesting fact that I bet almost none of us knew is that men and women are being released from jail at two in the morning. And so when they get out, who's going to be there to pick them up? Well, the most likely person to be there to pick them up are the people that got them in there in the first place. So Josh identified an issue. He called it tweaker time. <laughs> and he decided, okay, this is going to be where we start. I meet people at the prison gates, at the jail doors, right then and there, right when the training wheels need to be put on. And then over the course of a couple of days, a couple of weeks, a couple of months, the training wheels come off. And it's like no cookie cutter answer, as you know. Like it's just the very situation to situation, person to person. But that's what I do, because I was a person who had nobody to meet me at the jail doors. Josh is doing for others what nobody was there for him to do. 
What a beautiful thing. It's so easy when people aren't there for us in certain situations in our life. It's so easy to get bitter about that. But Josh chose not to get bitter, and instead he just chose to do for others what he didn't get the opportunity to have. Another thing that he mentioned that I want to draw your attention to is he said there's no cookie cutter answers. That is unbelievably true. Everybody's unique. We talk about that all the time. All of us are unique. We have our own gifts. We have our own abilities. We also have our own struggles and our own darkness. So when we're trying to overcome a situation like Josh did or like so many other people are attempting to do, we have to understand that we can't just put a program in place and expect everybody to go through it in exactly the same way and it works every time. That's not true. It won't. It is proven over and over again that that does not work. Josh knows that, again, from firsthand experience. And so he is allowing the people to come out to really identify what it is they need. Now, we'll get to that a little bit more as we go. An obvious question, though, is how do you get in contact with the people that are coming out of a jail or prison? How do you establish that relationship? Josh does that by writing letters to people who are incarcerated. So I do this thing called positive picture packs where I write people in jail, in institutions, jail or prison, and let them know what's going on in the community. <clears throat> Maybe send them somebody a picture of this, what's going on. And so it's like, I don't know, it's like gambling, if you will, like writing these positive picture packs because you never know what's going to stick. Like, and that's where the people are at. That's where my audience, my target audience is at. Like, yeah, there's people out here, but that's my target audience. Those are the people that I'm choosing to affect, not infect, affect. Not infect, but affect. I think a lot of times our good intentions cause us to infect people as opposed to affect people. So I appreciate the differentiation that Josh made there. So just to give you a clear picture, what Josh does is he uses the relationships that he has from the point in his life that was really hard. Those people know what he's doing and they give him open doors to people that they know that are incarcerated and put in jail. Josh then reaches out to those folks. He has a direct connect to them through their family members or their friends who are not incarcerated. Josh reaches out to them through a letter. They respond. They develop a relationship before they get out of jail or prison. And then the key point, Josh meets them at the door when they come out. And then he helps them to come up with a way to overcome whatever it is that they have been struggling with. And really just showing people that there's a better way to live. You don't have to be a slave to sin. I'm like, I was a slave for so many years. I was owned by the situations. And I flipped the right side up and I'm owning the situation. I'm accepting responsibility. Yep, I did it. And moving on. And not only am I doing that, I'm helping other people escape that lifestyle too. Now, that is not the totality of Josh's ministry. He has a big dream, and I'm sure you assumed that. Wisconsin has 37 prisons, and if we don't start getting things figured out, they're going to build 38. The state was already trying to borrow $350 million from the federal government for another prison in Green Bay two years ago. The, the House and the Senate couldn't get it figured out, so it got squashed, but they're going to build another one. Dodges bursting at the seams. 
I want to do this thing called repurposing people and places. An all-male startover recovery house within the next year, less than 10 bedrooms. We're not going to create another institution. It's going to be a small home, right? So it's going to be an all-male startover recovery house. And then the all-female startover recovery house will soon follow, but it needs to be separated. So let me put this all together for you. Josh connects with people from his past who then connect him to people who are incarcerated. He then writes them letters, develops a relationship while they're still incarcerated, and then he meets them as they get out. He works with them each individually to discover what it is that they need help with, and he walks alongside them as they get the help that they need. And then the long-term goal is to identify the gifts and talents of the people who are being released from prison and from jail, and to use those gifts and talents to construct buildings for people getting out of jail and prison to live in. That is a perfect circle. <laughs> that is so exciting because it's giving people worth. It's giving people value. It's giving people dignity. When people are being released from jail and prison, one of the things that's lacking is dignity. And if we can help build dignity like Josh is planning on doing by allowing them to be a part of the process that's going to help, how incredible is that? Now you can imagine that this journey has not been without struggles. And Josh is very open because this is still pretty new for him. Josh is very open about some of the struggles that he has had and some of the things that he had to overcome as he's been starting this ministry. It's a complete learning experience because I mean just slowing down when I talk more and getting more fluent and it's usually I was talking like I was getting shot at before because you don't want to listen to me. I have nothing good to say and yada, yada, yada. You now people actually want to hear what I have to say and they got microphones in front of me. <laughs> at one point during our conversation, Josh held out both of his fists towards me, almost like he was going to give me a double fist bump. And then he put his fists together to show a tattoo across his knuckles that said criminal. That is how he identified himself in his previous life. But then a little smirk came across his face and he turned his hands around so they were palm up and across both of his wrists were two words, set free. So now he sees himself as a former criminal who is now set free. Giving people the chance that I never had was the biggest thing. That is what I really enjoy doing because I feel so many times I was just written out of situations, opportunities, agendas, and now I'm able to write my people into situations and opportunities, which is a pretty cool feeling just to empower people. We could be free. We could be free. I feel like we have some room to grow in how we take care of people who are struggling especially those who are getting out of jail and prison. So I had Josh in front of me, somebody who has been incarcerated before, so I didn't want to miss the opportunity to ask him, where are we getting it wrong and how can we do this better? How can we care better for the men and women who are getting let out of jails and prisons in our community? Ask somebody how you can help. Don't give somebody a Whopper when they want a Big Mac. Like show people love and compassion don't push your agenda on them ask them how you can help make eye contact act out of love oh. act out of love act out of love maybe put down your phone 
for sure to listen to people simulators are and listen are in silent mic drop right there when it comes to helping people who are struggling why don't we just do it in the exact same way that we help anybody why don't we just ask them what they want ask them what they need why don't we look them in the eye and treat them like human beings I love hearing from people that are just getting going because there's so much excitement behind it. So Josh, his ministry, Now What Ministries, is pretty early on in its existence. He's been doing this all by himself, but now he's got a nonprofit set up. He's got his board in place. They're really starting to put their feet to the ground. And this is where nonprofits need the most help is right at the beginning. So if you want to get in on the ground floor of Now What Ministries, reach out to them on Facebook. That direct link will be in the show notes of this episode. And then, like so many nonprofits, they have to be creative with funding and how to support what they do. So wait till you hear this deal that Josh has going on. I roast coffee beans at the radio. I've got my own recovery roast coffee line. We blended two countries together, Honduras and Colombia, two total political polar opposites and put them in the same cup and they taste delicious. When you sip on this coffee, you can actually taste world peace. (laughs) I've always wondered what world peace tasted like. Now I have the opportunity to find out. If you want to purchase that coffee and support Now What Ministries, go to the Raw Deal in Menominee, Wisconsin, and you will find it there. Also, if you just want to get involved in Now What Ministries, go to their Facebook page, message them, and they will reach out to you ASAP. Now for Josh Gibson, Walking like Jesus looks like taking the disappointments from your past, taking the hurts from your story, and using them to change somebody else's story. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening to this podcast and supporting dreams of people like Josh. The best way that you can assure that Jesus Never Ran keeps rolling is by subscribing to the podcast, by rating the podcast, and by giving us a review. That way we can get these stories in front of as many people as possible. Finally, special thanks to Infinity Beverages for sponsoring this podcast. You can find out more about their incredible offerings of wines and spirits and cocktails at www.infinitybeverages.com. Proud sponsors of Jesus Never Ran and of Dreamers Everywhere. Until next time, keep walking.